Hello, we are Inspiring Minds Combined. And this is Jen. And this is Sarah. And today we're going to talk about some things that kind of go together, which we always talk about how everything goes together. But Sarah and I were having some good conversations about conflict, and we realized that conflict and confrontation are two separate things, but they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. So when it comes to the differences, Sarah, how you defined it well, what did you say that's different between conflict and confrontation? Because they're sometimes categorized as the same thing, but... Well, I mean, conflict to me seems kind of uh, like the action that of fighting, almost. Mm-hmm. Conflict. Um, but confrontation, I, I think if you confront, there's a possibility the confrontation or the conflict won't happen. Oh, okay. That, you know, if you think about that, yeah. So, and I, I guess there's, there's people who, uh, are good with confrontation. Like they will confront someone proactively Mm -hmm. and settle the issue right there. And then, okay. then there's confrontation where you're like a lunatic yeah, and, going and it causes conflict and then it's a disaster, right? Yeah. And I guess there's different ways of looking at both of them. There could be healthy conflict, healthy confrontation and yeah. vice versa. So when I think of that, confrontation to me always had a negative kind of connotation to it. Like when I used to confront people, it was never pretty. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why my mind goes to that. But um, I definitely think they're two different things. And I, I see what you're saying. Over the years, I've really learned about confronting the problem up front instead of letting it brew. Whenever mm-hmm. you let things brew, you make up more situations in your head when really it could be just simple. Like mm-hmm. if you ask the person, hey, did you mean this by that when you said this? Mm-hmm. Whereas in the past, or I know a lot of people do this, you like analyze it or you'll ask someone and be like, hey, they said this. What do you think that meant? Oh, like, yeah. You know, it's like, why are you asking a third party? They weren't even there. So just confronting in an, in an easy, simple way, you know, like, hey, you said this the other day. It kind of hurt my feelings. What did you mean by it, though? It's so simple, but mm-hmm. you're, you're talking about asking a third party, and we usually ask third parties because we want to be told we're right. This is true. I was actually thinking about this early t- earlier, too. So one of my strategies when it comes to confrontation and conflict, and this might sound silly to people, but I, like, act it out with my husband sometimes. Like, I'm like, okay, you be the other person. Mm. I'm going to be me. Mm-hmm. And the reason I do that, though, with the third party is because, one, I want Alex to tell me if I'm being crazy and if it's worth it or not. And then it also just helps me come up with a, a compassionate way to say things. So I think when you go to a third party, if you're looking for the for them to tell you you're right or just yeah. to like feel better about yourself, that's not a productive so conversation. Check, check your intention. Yeah, what you're saying. But when I go to Alex, or sometimes I'll do it with my boss. Like, okay, I'm gonna call this parent. I just want this to go well. Like, let's practice what I'm gonna say. Kind yeah. Of thing. Oh my god. So yeah. um, that's really helped me over the years with those with those types of uncomfortable situations because let's face it, no one likes those things. Like I can confront and I can have productive conflict with people, but I don't like it just because I can do it, and it does take practice. Mm-hmm. So well, I have. For me, I have a lot of, um, we'll call it karma. There's, um, you know, that I bring over here uh, with regard to confrontation. So, uh, and I'm learning a lot. And I think it comes with setting boundaries also, Mm -hmm. uh, which I'm learning. I mean, I could teach anyone boundaries. I just can't set them for myself, right? Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) um, So confrontation for me always meant 
that one, if I confront someone, could contract could try to control me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could, or two, they could um, uh, tell me I'm I can't do something mm-hmm. or I shouldn't do something. Or they, or three, they would, uh, they would, it would cause them to get angry or, or mm-hmm. upset or whatever, and then it would go into a conflict. So I was, let's say, was really bad at confronting. I mean, when I was younger, you know, I would perceive something in my jacked up perception, mm-hmm. I'd funnel it through me, which is insane. And then I would assume that they were mad at me or they never liked me or Mm -hmm. that they're telling everybody about something that happened and blah, blah, blah. And five years later, I'm still not talking to that person when I could have just said, hey, is this what is this what went on here? Like, are we cool? And literally, that could have taken like three minutes, right? Yeah, and, and even if that person was doing those things, at least you brought light to it, and you would hope yeah. if that person cared about you, they would change. Right. Or if they right. didn't, then it would make sense not to talk to them again. Right. Whereas before, it didn't really make sense because you had no idea if that really happened. Nonsensical. Or not. <laughs> so I, you know, and I know it's a it's a problem for me. So it's, um, you know, because I it I'm just hardwired that way, and I. I have the attitude where I don't need to tell anybody what I'm doing. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go do it. Mm -hmm. And that's not how it works for me. Like for me, I need to, I need to confront and let people know this is what I'm doing or this is, you know, or, you know, how are you feeling about this? Or, you know, are we okay right now or whatever. And it's always been a very scary thing for me. And I've, I've gotten myself into quite a, quite a trick bag over the years, Mm -hmm. uh, not confronting or, you know, uh, for fear of my environment upsetting. Mm-hmm. And so you're keeping the peace. I'm, yeah, but if you look at it, is it really peaceful? It's just me dodging bullets. It, yeah. Or putting band aids on things because yeah. usually when you, you put something aside or you pretend it didn't happen, it always blows up into something bigger or like it's just a buildup of things. And yeah. I think that's where a lot of couples or people end up having those blowout fights is because Mm -hmm. they've let these little things. So Alex and I over the years have really learned to like not let those little things like one time um, Alex got mad at me about my shoes being in the hallway. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. It was like this big thing, Mm -hmm. but really that's on the surface level. It seemed like it was about the shoes, but it really was. He felt like I was disrespecting something that means something to him. Like he likes it to be organized. Our dog always steals the shoes. People are tripping over them. So I get why he wants me to put them in the closet and I just wasn't doing it. So it sounded like, okay, we're having this huge fight about shoes, but it really was about something well, deeper than that. But think about it. Like it's, it's, if you take emotions out of mm-hmm. everything, it's literally just shoes in the hallway. Like, yeah, it's such a neutral thing. Some people, you know, you could, you know, you take a couple where, you know, this uh, this other wife leaves shoes in the hallway and the husband doesn't doesn't give a rat's ass if they're there. Yeah. It, it's it's bringing up some kind of emotion. Mm-hmm. It, everything does. Mm-hmm. Everything does. Yeah. And I think with Alex, like, he just, he doesn't often feel heard. So, like, when he does ask for something and then I don't always respect it, I think it, like, hits a nerve for him, which I don't, I get, you know, and now we're working on that. But, um, yeah, I have a, a friend that came to me that was venting and the surface level thing was about money in their, in their marriage. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't about, it was just about what they're doing with it. 
And after she vented me, I said, I don't really think this is about money. And she goes, what do you mean? I go, from what you're saying, I really think you feel disrespected because it seems like he doesn't trust you with the money. Mm -hmm. And then she kind of pondered on that. And she's like, you know what? You're right. Like, that is what it is. I said, so I think you guys are arguing over something that's not really the problem. Yeah. And I said, you can come at it in a different way with the respect. Like, I want a marriage where we respect each other. Like, and you can come from a loving place when you talk about that. But when you guys argue about money, it's just like mean and like nitpicking and it's getting nowhere. Yeah. It's not productive. It's not productive. Yeah. So you have to take those situations and, you know, for sure. Take it out of the emotionally charged. Yes. Time frame. And think just about what it really is about. We got to peel the onion. Yeah. And what you're saying. sometimes with that third party, like we said, the intentions, I don't think she would be able to have seen that if she hadn't been venting to me about it. And so that's why sometimes I do think the third party is good. It's not productive. If you go to a third party and just sit there and bash people and like whatever or it that's, Silly, I guess, but I mean, yeah, I mean, do it allow yourself five minutes to do that, and then yeah, get, get and your then shit I together. guess yeah, and then if you want to really actually solve it, then you have to kind of whatever. But I've just learned also with the conflict and confrontation, pausing is a huge thing. I feel like pausing is probably the answer to a lot of things. But a couple of weeks ago, I can't even tell you what Alex and I were bickering about. It was something stupid because I don't even remember what it was. But I said I'm going to Starbucks. <laughs> like okay but the reason I did that is because him and I were just not getting anywhere like we were just being silly so I put some space in it and then I went and got a coffee and came back and then we just had a good conversation we both said okay this is stupid like and we worked out whatever it was again yeah. it wasn't that's even what a big works deal. for you guys you know yeah that but I think perfect. pausing is a huge thing and I I do that at work too like sometimes it's so easy you want to like spout off an email back to somebody that maybe you know, said something not nice to you or whatever. But usually if you do wait a day, like if it still comes up, then you think about how you're going to approach it. But a lot of times it just fizzles out and it, does. it changes. Done. Yeah. Yeah. It either goes away or the situation changes or, you know, it's crazy, but mm-hmm. we all want to, you know, take care of the situation while we're emotional and it almost never works. No, it doesn't. I, and I understand that there are times where something needs to be handled right away. Yeah, there's different situations. There are. Yeah. Then take 30 seconds to pause. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like you can at least have that or a breath or whatever yeah. because, you know, the, every situation is different. You either have to make an immediate decision yeah. or you have to, you know, make a decision in a month or, or whatever. But putting that space in between is uh, – it, it really – kind of sorts itself out then it just makes you think a little bit more logically and as sarah and i were talking before this just having kind of like go-to phrases or things that you do in the heat of a moment Mm -hmm. so going to starbucks is going to be my thing like if i need a moment i might need to just go to starbucks but at at work my boss gave me some great advice she said even in a moment that you can't like remove yourself she goes, take a sip of water. Yeah. And I really appreciated that because it just gives you a minute to like think before you talk. But it, it, you know what I mean? Like it's not a long thing, but it just allows for a natural pause or excuse yourself to go to the bathroom. Oh, I, this is important. Can I run to the restroom real quick? I'll be right back. And then it gives you time to think. So these are good tools. Yeah. So those have really helped me over time just to come up 
pre, what's the word, like proactively Mm -hmm. what you're going to do in a situation. So, yeah. And also people, you know, people are uncomfortable with silence. So it's like, I like the water drinking thing. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, at least there's like some, maybe people won't be as uncomfortable. I don't know why silence has to be so uncomfortable. It's so weird. It is weird. And it's <laughs> only with certain people though. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know either. It's bizarre, but I'm trying to work on that a little bit more. Like, especially, you know, if I'm doing like, say I'm teaching a class or something and it's like, I'm trying to wait for an answer to come to me, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of times it might not be there yet, or I'm trying to like, let it, let the information flow back to me. And I, you know, I have to be okay with just kind of standing there for a minute because mm-hmm. I know it'll come back, but why is that weird? So why uncomfortable. The, yeah. Or, yeah. I don't Hopefully get it either. That, Hopefully that changes, but you know, it's like a societal thing that just has always been weird, I guess. But I think that is the pausing too. Like people have a really hard time with the silence and pausing part. Mm -hmm. When it's so healthy. Yeah. It's so healthy when it comes to confrontation and conflict. I mean, um, I do have to say that I, I did confront, uh, recently in like a really big, well, a few months ago and like a really big decision I was making. And I actually told several people before I was, taking action, which is something I would never do. So I can, you would just do it. I would just do it. Nobody has to, nobody has to know. Nobody has to tell me, but I, the only reason I would just go and do it is because I was afraid of hearing something to the contrary. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, you really shouldn't do that. Or, you know, Oh, that's crazy. You're insane. Or, you know, whatever. I I just didn't want to deal with anybody's feedback. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so I did it differently this time and I, I really like made some, some phone calls, some difficult ones and sort of just laid it to anybody that was going to be immediately affected. Mm -hmm. I made sure they knew what my plan was. And so that didn't cut them off guard. Correct. And that's also a respect thing. It's respect. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, because I did that, everything worked out 10,000 times better than I could ever imagine Mm -hmm. because I was, it's like an adult thing to do. Yeah. It's hard. It's, it's confrontation, Mm -hmm. but it could have caused conflict if I did, if I wasn't proactive with the people that were going to be affected by my decision. Yeah. And if you made a split decision or abrupt or whatever, Mm -hmm. it definitely would have turned out differently. And this could be, this can be applied to any situation. Um, So my mom always told me, never make a decision when at the height of your emotions. I remember my first year of teaching, I worked in Cleveland. I can't tell you how many times I come home and I'm like, I'm quitting tomorrow. And she's like, okay, maybe you should give yourself a week before you make that decision. But, um, so it's hard when you're emotional and I, I know, and it's like, I don't know how, how many more lessons do we need, you know, to, (laughs) to not move forward when you're a freak and freak Mm -hmm. emotional zone. Mm -hmm. It's just a horrible, which is natural though. People like nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It's, it's just your reaction and feelings. You can't help that. It's just, how are you going to respond outwardly though? And that's, I think we have maybe given this advice before, like putting a time limit on things too. Like how you said, like, you might need to like say, you know, whatever you're mad about, like she's a bitch or whatever. You can say those things for a couple minutes and then like, what are you going to do moving forward? Cause it's just, yeah. you know, well, those, that coincides with boundaries too, because you know, like say you have a, you have a specific boundary and someone crossed it mm-hmm. uh, and you're mad because they crossed it. So you're emotional, you're mad, you want to yell or whatever. Um, and you know, and maybe you're, 
be like, okay, well, I'm going to step back from this. Part of establishing boundaries and sticking to them is revisiting mm-hmm. what happened. And this is something that I am teaching myself uh, to do because it's not okay that the boundary was crossed. It's never okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's probably not good to go to that person like a lunatic mm-hmm. yelling at them. It's, you know, okay, the boundary was crossed. Somehow I allowed that to happen. Uh, tomorrow, I owe it to myself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's respecting myself mm-hmm. to go to that person and say, listen, this is what you did. I, I'm not okay with that. How are we going to, how are we going to work on this? Yeah. It's like you said at the beginning of the podcast with the, the confrontation, you're just, it's like matter of fact, but if you didn't matter do that, it would have stewed in you. It would have been Kim, a bigger thing. Mm-hmm. And so that makes what sense. What other boundaries would be crossed? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden you're going, you're, you're allowing people to cross your boundaries because you just want some sort of semblance of equilibrium. In mm-hmm. your, but at, it's taking away from you. You're not respecting yourself. Yeah, as a person and what you you're believe not. in and your morals. When you were talking about kind of approaching the situation not in an emotional way, I have a really good friend that sometimes we have some like political differences and... Mm-hmm. I told him once, like, I respect your passion, but when you come at it with, like, such emotion, people stop listening Mm -hmm. because it's so strong. Mm -hmm. So it's hard because I respect that, but it's also sometimes overwhelming. So when you come at it with a calmer mind, people hear you better. Like when, I mean, I feel like everybody's been in this situation where someone's so angry, they come at you and you're just like, whoa. Mm -hmm. So what they have to say is probably important. But at that time when they're like going off, you're like, wow, they're crazy. But like if they would have said it and waited in the calm thing, you're like, okay, that might make more sense. Mm -hmm. It's like you just kind of stop listening if somebody is. Yeah, because it feels threatening. Yeah. Like somebody's telling you they know better than you or they're telling you that, um, you know, they're right and you're wrong. Yeah. You know, it's, it, if you know, have a neutral conversation and share what you've experienced. Yeah. But, but also set a boundary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like half the, like, it's so hard to be in a group of people these days because everybody is just, everybody has so much to say and everybody's taught, like, pay attention to when you're in a group of people now Everybody has so much to say. We have such little time to say it, and everybody's talking over each other. Yeah. I'm I'm guilty of that, too. Well, yeah, but so am I. Yeah. But the thing is, I think it's getting worse. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like I feel like we need to establish some sort of order. Mm -hmm. You know, like, let's allow, you know, when when you start, this is me, like, because I'm, like, over confrontation right now like I'm seriously like setting all kinds of boundaries but it's like you know you 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 know you're with like seven people at a dinner and be like you know it's like you have to go in going okay let's let's make sure everybody has a opportunity to talk because there's always one person who's going to commandeer the entire thing yeah and it's horrible and it's like and you end up going okay I just listened to somebody for the last one the last hour and it's like nobody else so it's like I don't know I feel like you have to set a structure any any like even in meetings and meetings and classes and stuff oh gosh you have to go in as a as an instructor and be like look this is how this is gonna look yeah 
But it's true because otherwise, like, it gets, like, a lot of the conversation spirals into, oh, like, yeah. all these other things. So I get what you're saying, especially, like, with a group meeting and, yeah. and stuff like and that. And it's not but. emotional. You're literally just being constructive. Like, this is how this is going to go. We only yeah. have 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets a chance. Yeah. And, you, and everyone gets four minutes. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's so wild right, right now. Like, everything is just, yeah. everybody just wants to get their information out and everybody's on their way. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, it's like how we talked about how life is just kind of going so fast. But um, anyway, so our main thing today is about conflict and confrontation. I believe it's necessary, obviously, to solve problems. And most of the time when you go at it in an appropriate way, it brings you like a stronger relationship with that person. Or in the very least, it helps you grow as a person. I can't tell you the first time I've had, I had like a productive, like conflict conversation where it ended so well, like I'm super nervous going into it because it's a tough topic or whatever. And you just feel so accomplished afterwards. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, that was really hard, but we both left happy and like heard and whatever. So, um, just taking time to pause and think about what you're really mad about And maybe having some go-to things to say when you are angry so you don't say things that you don't mean. And then what were some other strategies that we talked about with that? Just dealing with conflict. Just pausing mainly and not talking when you're so angry or, you know, upset. And watching it, watching most of your situations just fade away. But also, don't let them fade away if it was a boundary that was crossed for you. Yeah. It's not okay. Because it's always going to come back up again and bother you again. So, anyways, we hope that this is helpful. Again, Sarah and I, whenever we're talking about anything, it's because we've done it ourselves. So, (laughs) we are not, like, perfect by any means. I've done all these things that I'm saying that I feel like are not necessarily good. So um, anyways, we hope you learned something from this and we appreciate you listening today. Yeah. All right. Bye guys. Yeah. We'll see you next time.